0: Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, everyone. First of all, I feel like my voice is a little scratchy because I'm having some acid reflux, a little TMI, but I get really bad acid reflux. And it really mostly comes up at night when I'm sleeping and sometimes I wake up um, literally feeling like I'm going to die from choking on my own vomit uh, in my throat or my like chest is truly on fire, Um, (laughs) which didn't happen last night. But for some reason, I'm feeling really refluxy this morning, which usually doesn't happen. It's really early. I have to take my car in to get new tires. So truly pray for me. I'm going to fail inspection if I don't get new tires. In Pennsylvania, you have to get your car inspected every fucking year, which is so annoying. In Florida, you don't get your car inspected. There's no car inspection in Florida. And every single year, you have to go and pay like $100 so that they can tell you that your car can go on the road. And last year, they were like, your tires are going to fail inspection next year. Uh, You should get new ones. And I didn't do that clearly. And I have to get my car inspected in October. So I'm going to take care of that. Uh, Anyway, just a little housekeeping. I'm going to be off next week. It's Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year on Monday, and I'm going out of town to spend the holiday with my family. So I'm just I'm not going to post an episode. Um, that's what it's like having a podcast by a Jewish person. I do usually post on Christmas, though. (laughs) Anyway, hi, how are we? Um, this was a really bad episode of Teen Mom. (laughs) This was not good. Uh, if it continues this way, I think we are going to go to a bi-weekly schedule of new episodes and flip between that and the throwbacks. The only thing I'm worried about with doing that is that I'm worried that if I start doing that, I'm not going to want to move back from the new episodes, you know? Like I did with Team Mom Young and Pregnant, I was like, oh, no, I'll do that every other week. And then when I sat down to watch it, I was like, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch old Team Mom episodes. So I am a little worried about that because I know a lot of people are like, just do throwbacks, who cares? But I do think there is value in covering the new episodes because I know that a lot of people just want to know what's happening and have no desire to watch the show. And they've relied on my podcast to do that. So I I'm just really not sure uh, I'm like I said I'm going to be off next week and then so I'll have two episodes to cover I'll see how that goes how that feels and then I'll decide from there but like if the episodes are like last night by last night I mean Tuesday night I just watched it last night Um, then like this podcast cannot be sustained on those episodes like that's just not a possibility And I had to like go on Instagram and ask for questions, which if I run out of things to talk about at 30 minutes, which I think might happen, then I am going to answer some questions because, you know, I don't put out a 30 minute podcast. (laughs) Never have I ever put out a podcast episode that was under, honestly, maybe under an hour. I do feel like I put out a Patreon once that was like maybe 50 minutes Um, but I, oh, you know, I always try and do at least an hour of content, especially on feathers in my hair. So we'll see. We'll really see. It's, there's just not any, it's just the same old teen mom show, right? Like it, there's, it's not helping this new format. Um, unless like some shit starts picking up, which is possible, but it's just not, whatever they have going on right now is not helping. I do want to say there is an update on the Zach and Cheyenne shooting Zach did post some pictures of a car that was shot at, and it was a white sedan BMW, not an SUV BMW. So, that clip that I played last week and that I posted on my Instagram, that was not them, thank God. Thank God. And, but he did show a car that had bullet holes in it. He also, this is what he had to say, which I found really fucking annoying, to be honest. Okay. The fact that I have to address this is beyond me. It keeps coming to my attention that there's a lot being said about the incident we were involved in. So let's get things straight. It happened. A lot of crimes go down in L.A. that do not make the news. Shy and I would never make this dramatic of a story for ratings. It's taken us a year to even be able to talk publicly about what we have been going through. This was a senseless act, and living in L.A., it's not uncommon. Stop the narrative that this was our friend, or justify what we went through because I have a past. This has zero connection. This is still an active case, which is why we can't give details. At this point, offer prayer, support, and leave your judgment out. Okay, first of all, Zach, the reason that we're saying this is your friend is because you got on television, and you said... (laughs) I'm sorry, this drives me fucking insane. But you got on TV and you said it was a person that we knew. They had been inside our home. We have taken pictures with them. Is that not a friend? <laughs> like, What do you what are you talking about? If he had just been like, it's somebody that we knew. It was like an acquaintance that I had many years ago. I'm not sure people would be saying your friend. But you are the one that said they've been inside your home and that you've taken pictures with them. Why are you surprised that people are not being like, it was your friend? What the fuck else is anybody supposed to say? I I just can't. I can't stand this shit. It drives me insane because it's like, we are only repeating the information that you said and it's not even editing. Like, though, that is your story. Now, when it comes to this stuff happens and it doesn't make the news. Yeah, for sure, especially in. Uh, A large city like L.A. is. And I mean, there's probably shootings in Philly every day that don't make the news. Right. Um, My thing is, though, that I find it hard to understand how in L.A., where TMZ has a million inns with the LAPD, as we know, if you follow that fucking Kobe Bryant trial... Or Vanessa Bryant trial that was just happening. She just got awarded her and the other victims of the helicopter crash a fuckload of money because the police like leaked the photos and the news of the helicopter crash to the press. Like this is a major thing. Anybody who follows pop culture knows that anything that happens in L.A. involving celebrities, any sort of crime, like gets leaked. And I just don't really understand how like a D-list celebrity, which is what they are, right? I know a bunch of people who follow Teen Mom are like, they are not celebrities! Like, will truly die. Like, they will allow themselves to be murdered on the hill that the Teen Moms are not celebrities while, you know, they follow them for 15 years and (laughs) they're incessantly talking about them and yet they're not celebrities, but whatever. But Shy is a dealist celebrity. I find it really hard to believe that she could be involved in a shooting and it wouldn't happen to catch any news whatsoever. I'm not saying I, you guys know, I think it happened. I I mean, I hope I said last week, like, I've never doubted that this happened. A lot of people on Reddit were like this. They made this up for ratings. MTV helped them make this up for ratings. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't think they made this up for ratings. I just think that it's fucking weird that we didn't hear about it at all. I mean, Zach was arrested in LAX, right? He was arrested there and that hit the news like really quickly. <laughs> so I if and that's Zach Cheyenne, I, well, I guess Cheyenne was there, but like that shows that whatever tabloids are interested in reporting on Zach and Cheyenne and it's just weird. Also, when he says this happened, it took us a year to be ready to talk about this. When did this happen? It, on the show, it made it seem like it happened very recently but I guess it's possible that it happened a year ago. We don't know because there's no news or police report or anything. I'm just really confused. I guess they say that Cheyenne talked about it when she went to film Team Mom Family Reunion. So when was that? In September of last year? So was it last August? Like when did this happen? I just I just have a lot of questions. I don't really get it. Um, I'm so glad that everybody is okay and that news report that I that was found on Reddit is not them and that nobody was shot and I guess that Ashley said that the surgery that uh, Cheyenne had to have is involved in an injury that happened um, like part of the car accident part because when they were trying to get away from uh, the shooter they got into a car accident so I'm glad everybody's okay I'm glad the babies are okay uh, I still am like I, I don't I don't get it like I'm I really am trying hard not to victim blame because people can do things completely unprompted and gun violence is really scary and serious and I'm not a person that believes that if somebody opens up fire that automatically means that you've done something wrong because that it's just not true uh, but I do find it insulting of Zach to get on Instagram and be like, how could you possibly think that this is my friend? And how could you possibly think that this has anything to do with anything I did? And it's like, and he's like, and we live in L.A. and these things just happen. And it's like, well, living in L.A. and these things just happen implies that you were part of like a random shooting like that would be. Be one thing, right? Like that would be one thing. But when you get on television, and we know that you have a criminal past that involves scamming, and we know that—well, uh, I mean, we don't know, but supposedly, according to people on Instagram, which, like, who fucking knows, right? You're still scamming people. I'm not so sure I believe that, but if you do, I, I understand why people believe it. I'm just kind of skeptical of that shit. But if you If you have a past like that and then you get on television and you tell us that this gunman is not only somebody that you knew, but somebody that you knew well enough that they had been inside your home that you've taken pictures with. It's not unreasonable for the audience to be like, so why did your friend do that? (laughs) Like that that is a logical jump for an audience to make and like don't talk down to me and act like. I'm the fucking lunatic for even assuming that this was your friend and that it could possibly have anything to do with things that you did. And like, I understand it's an ongoing case uh, and that's why they can't talk about it. I guess I, I guess, I don't know. It just, it, I feel really confused over this whole thing. I don't think I'm ever really going to get an answer that satisfies, I guess, until the trial or whatever is over. If it really has been a year since the shooting, maybe we will hear and not that long, but you know, the wheels of justice move slow. So we'll see. We'll see. So that's kind of it for news this week. I think there was a post, by the way, by the way, there was a post on Reddit that I didn't see myself because it got deleted very quickly. And the Reddit fucking cache thing didn't capture it which is really annoying but basically there's like sites that when people delete stuff on reddit you can still pull it back up but somebody posted on reddit that they were at kale's lincoln's football game like not to stalk kale but (laughs) i guess they had like a child there and that kale was there working the concession stand or whatever and that she was visibly pregnant and everybody knew that she was pregnant now, I don't know if there's a picture involved. Like I said, this was deleted very quickly. Also, I guess Kale was on her podcast in the last week talking about the fact that she's going to get a tubal litigation, which would track with her being pregnant because a lot of people get their tubes tied like after they give birth. That's a very common time to get your tubes tied to kind of just get it all done at once. So, I do once again. Do I believe Kale's pregnant? I don't not believe that Kale's pregnant. I am always agnostic to the idea that Kale could be pregnant. Like, if anybody on this franchise is pregnant again, like, I would believe it's Kale. I would absolutely believe that it's Kale. <laughs> oh gosh. Like, <laughs> that's going to be wild if she's a baby with that guy that she barely knows but I don't know maybe maybe he's the guy that she ends up settling down with for the rest of her life wouldn't that be an egg on everybody's face it like if she is pregnant by him like I hope that's the case like I am it's not that I'm rooting for Kale but I am rooting for stability in her life for the sake of her children and if she is having another child And she does have this man in her home, which she's brought a lot of men into that home. Um, If she does have that man in that home, then like I hope that he's a good guy and that it lasts, and that this isn't another Chris situation, and that she can be with him for a long period of time. That's best for her boys, right? As long if he's a good person, that is, uh, which I don't know anything about him, but. God willing, that's the case if she is pregnant, that this guy is the real deal. They have a good relationship and that they stay together for a very long time. Now, is Kill possible, like, is Kill able to have a healthy relationship? Jury's out. I, I'm not one of those persons that believes, like, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else or whatever that fucking line is, right? Like, I, I don't really believe that. I think that's kind of like toxic mentality, because I think even if you have issues <laughs> and you have like depression and anxiety and you don't necessarily love yourself, like you're still allowed to be in a relationship with love and be loved and love back. Like I, I, I think that I understand the sentiment behind that saying, I just don't love it personally, even though I definitely used to like believe it, but I've kind of evolved my thinking from that. Um, but I don't know if Kale has, like, the coping skills or the uh, conflict management skills to be able to have a healthy relationship. That's what's more important, in my opinion. Like, loving yourself is good. (laughs) It's definitely good. And if you love yourself and you're in a good place, it's significantly easier to be in a healthy relationship, of course. But, like, if you don't have conflict management skills and you don't have any, like, self-soothing skills, that's the problem in the relationship, and that's what we know of Kale. So, I just, I mean, maybe maybe she's drastically changed. (laughs) You know? What do we know? What do we know? We don't know anything. I think that's really it for the news this week. We're going to go into talking about this episode in just a quick second, right after our little break. By the way, I just opened my Instagram to see if there are any questions yet, which, of course, are not because I posted this at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Um, I have questions on my phone somewhere if nobody sees that before I need them. But USPS Operation Santa posted that they started accepting letters. And if all goes according to plan in my life, I will be doing USPS Operation Santa again this year. Um, I have loved doing it the past are we at our second year or our third year? I think I've done it two years, right? No, I think I've done it three years now. Yeah, because I remember the first year I got shipping for free. Then I remember shipping the second year. And then I remember shipping the third year. Okay, we've done it for three years, which is incredible. And every year we've raised more money. And I just love doing Operation Santa. When I was getting um, new super cash for Old Navy, because that's where I buy everything for like my nieces from Old Navy. So I always have a ton of super cash. I noticed that it was like holiday season super cash is the next round. Because in case you're wondering, you have until the end of the 18th to spend your Old Navy super cash if you have any. And I was like, oh my gosh, cool. Operation Santa, because that's a big way that I am able to buy so much stuff for kids and like nice new stuff is super cash at Old Navy. So, you know, I'm an Old Navy head, by the way. Can we take a second to talk about how inflation has hit Old Navy and Old Navy has lost their fucking minds with their prices? Old Navy is charging $49.95. For simple dresses. Go fuck yourself, old Navy. First of all, that starting price should be $34.99. Then I should be getting it for 30% off. And then I should be able to use super cash with it as well. Go go fuck yourself, old Navy. Forty-nine dollars for an old Navy dress? <laughs> You've lost the plot, old Navy. Oh, inflation. Once I just realized this, like in the last month that their prices had gone way up and I was like, oh no, (laughs) inflation is hit. (laughs) That's how I know that inflation is bad because I know what everything at Old Navy should cost. (laughs) I know what everything should cost at Old Navy, Um I, like, I go into that store, I look online, and I um, have a system in which I look at the price and decide if I think that's a reasonable price for the item. And not just, like, oh, that seems a little much, but, like, I have an exact target price that I think things should be there. And let me tell you, almost nothing is worth more than $49 at Old Navy. I bought one of those, like, shirt jacket things, and it's, like, thick, and it's nice, quality, Before it was on sale, it was like $79. Like, truly go fuck yourself. I think I got it for like $42 or something with sales, which is like about where I think it should be, not on sale. Anyway, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. We have to talk about the teen moms now. As much as I don't really want to talk about the teen moms, we have to talk about the teen moms now. Let's just start with Kate who nothing happened <laughs> nothing happened at all with kate this week um so we see kate we're back to kate and we did not see them last week they get a hamster because nova got a 100 on her spelling test i hate hamsters i hate all essentially non dog and cat pets they freak me out my best friend just got a fucking snake a ball python I think it's called it's a boy it's gonna get up to fucking three feet long (laughs) I'm so mad about it it's fucking disgusting um I mean I'm like they love it and then my nieces love it my best friend loves it but like I fucking hate this snake I'm not excited to see it again this weekend um when I was there like I was there a couple weeks ago. I'm actually having two very close back-to-back visits, which is nice. But when I was there, like, my nieces were taking turns holding it. My best friend is, like, she she really cares about reptiles, and she's, like, really strict about how they can hold it because they're little, right, and they need assistance and stuff. But one of them, the eight-year-old, was kind of nervous about holding it. So she was walking, like, scooting her feet, like, the slowest that anybody's ever moved and like walked past me on the couch. And I was like, get away from me. <laughs> like, It's not that I'm scared of it. It makes me want to throw up. It's just disgusting. Like I'm not scared of insects or reptiles or ferrets or whatever. I, they just fucking are gross. They just gross me out. I don't like them. Um, and I don't like a hamster and they smell. And I bet that one smells. I bet Nova's little hamster smells. Uh, So the main crux of Caitlin and Tyler's episode is that they've been noticing that Raya, is that how we say her name, Raya? I think it's Raya, like Raya in the Last Dragon. Raya, her head's looking a little misshapen, which is definitely a thing that happens because babies sleep on their backs now, which means that they get flat heads, um, even if you don't leave your baby on their back all the time obviously if you like have your baby laying down more than it should be that happens but helmets are we re- I feel like every fourth baby I see online has a helmet at some point is that a scam are there helmets scams I feel like suddenly like a lot of babies are in helmets in the last five years and I just am like Does, do all of these babies really need that I mean, I guess like if your insurance pays for it and you just wear it for a few months, it's fine. But I don't know about that. But they go to the doctor when they're getting ready to go to the doctor to talk about her head. The music that they're playing is <laughs> like dun, 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 dun. Like it is hardcore suspense music. I'm like, they're taking the baby to the pediatrician <laughs> for a checkup. <laughs> like, okay, MTV. MTV. Basically, they go there and the doctor says that it's okay. Raya just favors sleeping on one side and laying on one side and that it's not really cause for concern yet. They just have to, like, physically be moving her around when they see her, like, favoring that side. And I, too, favor a side. I like to sleep on my right side. I'm, like, the worst. I'm pulling my shoulders out of my body because I sleep on my side, but not just on my side. With my arm up under the pillow and my head just, like, putting all of its pressure onto my arm. It feels really good. Um, But it's so bad for everything in my body, basically, to sleep that way. My solution is I got a really, like, dense, heavy pillow, which absorbs a lot of the weight in my head. But I, too, would probably have a flat head if I was a baby right now because... I like to lay on my right side. Um, But it's like no big deal. The baby doesn't even need a helmet, which is what I figured we were going for. Baby helmet, right? Like I thought that was what we were going for. But no, no baby helmet. Veda and Raya are cute little babies. I mean, they seem good. Uh, Kate did say that she was like getting anxiety about this and that she was happy that she didn't let the anxiety spiral out of control. And so was I. I think some people would watch on and be like, okay, Kate. but like Kate is pretty severely mentally ill or was right. She had pretty severe mental health issues and I say she should celebrate moments like that. Like if she recognizes that she is in a situation in which in the past she would have fucking spun out and she's not spinning out, she should feel good about that. I try and recognize those moments in my own life, like just having the perspective of like oh, in the past, like, this really would have ruined me. Like, this would have been really bad. I remember when my fucking keyboard broke on my MacBook and they were like, I took it to the Apple store and the guy was like, okay, well, it's going to be two weeks. And (laughs) I was just like, okay, I'm going to go buy a shitty little laptop, I guess, that I'm going to use for school and my podcast for two weeks. Like, I was so calm about it, and I remember being like, wow, in the past, I would have lost my fucking mind over this. Like, my life would have been over. So I think it's important that when you are recovering or doing better or whatever you want to call it, um, you recognize the situations in which you're, like, facing an obstacle, you're starting to feel a little anxiety, And then you stop feeling like you don't spiral. It just like stays at normal level anxiety. I think that's good. And I was happy for Kate. And that's truly all that happened with Kate and Tyler. (laughs) It's truly it. All right, let's pop down to Ashley. So we open up with her letting us know that Barr went to rehab. He went for a couple days and then he came home. They don't talk about why he went to rehab. We all know that he has an alcohol problem. And now we know via Shen that he had, like, a really serious Xanax problem and, and that he was having seizures from the Xanax, which is extremely scary. Um, He left rehab. He came home. And Ashley is kind of just like, you know, he has to want to do it. I can't force him, which is totally correct and true. I do wonder... um what Ashley is doing in order to not participate in the dysfunction that is Barr's addiction. I'm definitely curious about that. Um, You know, he goes to treatment in this episode, like full 30 day treatment. And like, like I said with Sean last year, which by the way, Sean still seems to be doing great. I'm so we'll talk about that later, but I mean, I guess I was wrong about that, but I I still always question this. Like, if you go to treatment and you come home to your same exact life, like, what's going to change is basically how I feel. So I am curious to see what happens with Barr. Ashley lets us know that she's moving into a bigger shop, but I'm like, don't they move to Nevada in like a minute? Oh, somebody on Reddit posted that they listened to Ashley's podcast in which she explained some of the stuff that happened at the T-Mom family reunion thing in which she was kicked out, but also what's going on with Barr. And according to her, they moved to Nevada for school for her to go to nursing school and Barr, they got into a car accident and Barr went to the police station to pick up their property that was in the car, I guess, and they ran his name and he had a warrant and he didn't know he had this warrant. It was just a mix up and it's taken forever. And now he has to go. He's been extradited to California. I think he even had to stop in Arizona. It's been like a really long process. And she's like, you know, it's just a lot of waiting. It's a lot of waiting. And basically being like, it's a mix up. I want Ashley. I don't think Ashley is like some amazing person, but. I do think she's an okay person and I want Ashley to realize that she can live a life in which she has a partner in which these mix-ups just never happen because her partner is not part of the justice system right like I think that Ashley because I I've been Ashley <laughs> I've been Ashley and I think that Ashley's just accepted that like this is part of life Where every once in a while, my boyfriend, fiance, oh, I guess they're married. Every once in a while, my husband gets arrested and he goes back to jail and we just have to deal with it and wait. And it's a waiting game. And it's like, well, it really doesn't always have to be this way. It really doesn't. Like, you can find a partner who has maybe never been arrested at all. And if they have, it was just some bullshit when they were young. But they have nothing to do with the criminal justice system. And there's never a mix up. And they're never in jail. Like, that's very possible for you to achieve, Ashley. I just think that she has, like, accepted that this is the norm. And I I wish that I could tell her, like, you don't have to live this way. Like, you really, you really do not have to live this way. Anyway, she's talking about the shop. And I'm like, but... Don't they move to Nevada, like, very shortly after this? Where's the timeline on these episodes? I'm really confused as to where we are timeline-wise. But why is she opening a bigger shop if they're living in Nevada? Is just her friend running the shop. What? I... Nothing really makes sense to me in Ashley's life, honestly. I feel really confused a lot when she's talking. Because she has the shop, but, like, on the show, they never show her there. And you would think that, well, I guess she doesn't really have control over if MTV shows the shop or not. She'll probably get online and be like, I filmed so much of my shop and they never showed it. Which is, you know, the complaint of like all the T-Mom girls, which like, fair enough. I'd be annoyed about that too. But I'm just, I don't know. Nothing makes sense. Um, then we get a scene of Barr and Ashley sitting on the couch. And he's like, well, I think I'm going to go to rehab. <laughs> it's like, Okay. Which he does, which, you know, good for him. They tell Holly that Barr's at camp, which is funny, I guess. I don't know. I wonder what they're telling her now that he's in prison. Um, and Ashley is happy for him. She misses him. She says that they've never been apart for more than a few days in their eight-year relationship. Also, when they're like, we've been together for eight years, I'm like, have you? What do you count as together? I feel like there have been whole years where you were not together, but okay, sure. Um, she, yeah. So, Bar's in rehab. She goes. She talks to her mom. She talks to her sister, and basically, they everybody just like wants Bar to be better. I did notice Ashley's like extremely low energy in this episode, which I don't really blame her. You know, her husband is going to rehab. And that's it. All right, let's move to Leah. Uh, So this episode is just us, Leah, convincing us that Jalen loves the girls. He loves the girls. That's literally all she talks about is how much Jalen loves the girls and the girls love him. And he loves the girls and the girls love him. And he loves the girls and the girls love him. Like, we get it, Leah. We fucking get it. Except I feel like you said the same shit about Jason and then we would, like, hear... The Girls in the car would be like, I fucking hate Jason, I don't want to go over to his house, and you'd be like, But I, you love him. So, uh, Lee is an unreliable narrator, <laughs> Lee is an extremely unreliable narrator. There is a really weird moment in this episode. So, Jalen and Leah are like, We're gonna buy a house together, okay? Cool. Leah says that Jalen has surprised her by putting in an offer that was accepted. And she goes, you know, like, I gave him all the information about me that I needed to give him, but he is the one that, like, took the lead on this. They go, they see the big house that they bought, that McMansion, that I think – do they live in yet? I think they're, like, gut-renovating that, which makes sense. I looked at the pictures, and it was very early 2000s. um, And I would imagine they need – I mean, I would say they probably need to make it wheelchair-accessible – I don't know if Leah thinks that it needs to be wheelchair accessible, because I'm, by the way, like, remember when Leah owned that house and then she rented that three-story townhouse It was like, we're just going to stay here sometimes. I think she lived full-time there. I don't think she ever went back to that house. Nothing in Leah. Leah's so weird. Leah's so fucking weird. But this is just all about how happy she is and they surprise the girls with the house and they love it and everybody's so happy and then they show. (laughs) Oh, by the way, she starts episodes by saying her and Jalen have been together for over a year and I say, excuse me, excuse me, honey. I don't think that's true. (laughs) You guys met in July 2021. (laughs) And this was filmed before July 2021, so I don't really know what you're talking about. She's such a liar. All she does is lie. It's so stupid. But we get a weird moment in which they show some tabloids that are like, Jalen bought a house only in his name, and Leah gets on screen and she goes, you know, we're just ignoring the bullshit. And she's like, I didn't think twice about the whole name thing. Whose name is on this? Whose name is on that? If I really wanted to be on the loan, we could just like go down to the attorney's office and make that happen. Um, okay. First of all. That house is now a premarital asset, which, you know what, is fine. Leah's rich. Like, I think it's fine if this house is only in Jalen's name and that this is his premarital asset. Like, I actually think that makes a lot of sense that they, if they did that that way, or if that was Jalen's thought process, like, you know, I really love Leah. We're going to get married, but you never know what's going to happen. And I want this asset to be in my own name because I'm going to put most of my savings into this house. I think Jalen has money from his job. Like, I think Jalen is reasonably successful and has, like, probably a nice, especially for West Virginia, a nice middle upper class salary. This is not me saying he, like, doesn't have money, but I doubt he makes money like Leah makes money. And so to me, it makes sense if he is thinking, like, this should be the asset that I bring into marriage so that if we break up, like, I know at least I have this house. Like, that to me makes Total and complete sense. Do you think Leah and J almost signed a prenup? That's that's a question. Now I would say absolutely not, but who knows? <laughs> who really knows? Um, But Leah being like, I didn't really think about whose name was on what. It's like, are you dumb? And I mean, we know the answer is yes, but what do you mean, like? <laughs> you and jalen aren't married it'd be one thing if they're married and she's like i don't know because if you in most places if you buy that when you're married even if only his name is on the house it's a marital asset but like at leah being like i didn't really think about it it's like did you give him money for the down payment like what do you mean you didn't think about it are you paying for that mortgage are you gonna pay for the renovation are you going in on the down payment like when you say you don't think about it, like, how? Also, why did you say that you gave Jalen your information, like, implying that she gave him the information that he would need for a loan with her on it Um, when he bought it himself? I wonder if Leah has bad credit. I could believe that Leah has bad credit, which is crazy considering how much money she makes, but I think a lot of these girls have bad credit. Just wild. Just wild to think that somebody is making millions of dollars and they have bad credit. But I wouldn't be surprised. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen has good credit because he seems extremely responsible. By the way, Jalen like gives me the ick. I can't when I watch him on screen, when I look at his Instagram where he has photoshopped himself into private planes, it just gives me the ick. But the thing is, like, It's not, I think he's probably a good person. And I think really, Leah really likes the stuff that I find like, so it's kind of a whatever thing. I just, I, I don't dislike him as a person. Um, I don't really find him shady. Uh, it seems like everything he claims seems to check out. He has a job. He seems secure in his life. All of that stuff. I just find him very cringy is what I'm trying to say. But imagine being like, yeah, I mean, like, we bought a house together, but, like, I just, like, didn't think about whose name was on what. Like, Leah. <laughs> I wish that, I mean, Leah's a fucking idiot, so she would never do this, but I wish that Leah would get up there and be like, yeah, we actually decided in the end that just Jalen would buy this. Um, You know, he used his money for a down payment and... This is going to be a asset that's just in his name because you just, we never know what the future is going to hold and I make my own money and I feel really comfortable letting him have this asset and when, if anything happens between us, like, that's his and he can keep it and I can easily go get a new place. Like, if she just had the ability to say that, it would look so different, but she doesn't have the ability to say that. And that's all that happened with Leah. (laughs) Alright, so Brie and Jade's segments are kind of intertwined because Jade goes to Brie's party, but in Indianapolis, Sean calls Chow over so that they can go look at engagement rings. Sean looks great. I'm really happy for him, but who the fuck bought that ring? They go and they buy a two-carat engagement ring. I'm guessing it's a lab-grown diamond, which is totally fine and great, and the diamond industry is terrible, and it's all bullshit, but don't flex and pretend like you're buying buying a blood diamond if that's not what you're buying. You know, that's all I'm going to say on that. But he's going to propose again, again, again. Isn't this the third time? This has to be at least the third time that we've seen. Because I remember it happening very early in Team Mom Young and Pregnant then last season or whenever when Jade was like, no. And then again now. They, Jade has a ring that she wants specifically. So they go and pick it out. It's cute. It's nice. Um, That's kind of what's happening in Indianapolis. And we get some more scenes when Jade gets back from the party, basically, about how she's happy. Uh, Chow asks if they're going to get pregnant again. And Jade's like, no. And I was like, oh, are they going to get pregnant again? I feel like they should stick with Chloe. (laughs) I feel like they do not need the stress of another child. But... I bet they're going to get pregnant again. I I was like, I don't know why I haven't thought about that when it comes to Jade and Sean. But once she said that, I was like, huh, yeah, they're going to get pregnant again. But in Orlando, Brie is having her party. And as we know, Janelle is coming. And, you know, Brie says that she is just like, oh, wait, is this at the end? Hold on, because at one point Brie's talking about how she's proud about how she handled the lawsuit. Yeah, that's at the end, but I'm just going to talk about it here. But Brie is like, you know, I'm really proud of how I handled this. I would want my girls to stand up to bullies and they need to know that bullies can't just do whatever they want. And then they they need to stand up and like speak for themselves. And it's just crazy. It's Brie, girly, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? A sane person (laughs) would be like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, I really fucked up. I really regret getting into this drama. I do not want my daughters to get into drama like this. This was so pointless. Yes, I felt attacked. Yes, I still feel like I was, I had the right to say what I did. But I just, I wish I did not get tangled up in this at all. I should have just continued to ignore Kale you know, she was being the bully. She's the one that looked bad. And all I did was drag myself down by continuing to fight with her. One would think that would be your perspective after getting sued. But no, Bree is proud of it. She wants her daughters to stand up for themselves. <laughs> it just makes no sense. Uh, but the fun, important part is that Janelle comes and Janelle is like, Dude, I'm just like having the worst time right now. I'm like, I'm so David and I are just like so bad. Basically, she gets on TV and talks about how David is a piece of shit. She goes, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I don't care if I say it in front of all of you, meaning the camera, because everybody knows he doesn't have a job. (laughs) It's like, and now we said it. And now we said it. Yeah, we all know that, Janelle. We all know that David doesn't have a job. Of course, now she's on TikTok being like, he didn't have a job at the time, but now he has a job. He's employed, which I think she means his OnlyFans, which, yuck. Uh, Yuck, yuck, yuck. But I'm definitely curious how much Janelle and David are pulling in on OnlyFans. I bet a decent amount. And I know a lot of people are like, he would pay for that. Nobody would pay for that. There's always people that will pay for shit, okay? Like, Janelle's famous. People will pay for that shit just out of intrigue, whatever. People will pay for it. She's probably making a decent amount of money on that. But basically, she says that her and David have a terrible relationship. They're super on and off. He doesn't do anything to help with the kids. She has Ensley all day long. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I I am definitely worried about how that went over with David when it went on TV. Of course Janelle's like, "No, everything is great now." And it's like, "Oh my god. Just leave him, Janelle, just leave him." She yeah, she says, "Everyone knows he doesn't have a job, and I'm sitting here providing for everyone for years." <laughs> Her and Jade get along. Janelle's like, you know, a lot of people ask me what I think about Jade. I said, I don't have any shit to say about her. I don't even know her. But I felt like Jade and Janelle had fought online. (laughs) Classic Janelle. Janelle is fine at this party. It was definitely weird to see her back on camera. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Look, this show is the Janelle show, as we all know this podcast is called Feathers in My Hair for a reason. I love watching these old throwback episodes because of Janelle. I saw someone on Reddit be like, the show really ended when Brie came on. And it's like, and somebody was like, no, the show ended when Janelle left. And it's like, yeah. But my thing is, is I don't want current day Janelle and David to come on this show. I, I don't they are really, really bad people. I mean, Janelle's always been a bad person, but with David, it's just like such another level of badness that I, I just don't, I don't think they would be enjoyable on the show the way that their lives are now. I don't know what they would film. I don't know what they would share. Um, I just don't see the appeal of having Janelle on this show again, um, even though, like, I, in theory, think that Janelle is the best character that the team Mom franchise has ever had. But I just don't think in reality that it makes sense to bring her, and by extension, David, back. Now, if she left David, would I want to see her? Maybe. And it's not because I think that, like, David is the problem with Janelle. I want to make that clear. Like I do not think Janelle is going to be a good person if she leaves David, but I'm talking more in regards to filming because I don't think David would allow for Janelle to film anything very interesting. If you'll remember, by the end of their run, it it got really weird with what she was filming, and she wouldn't talk about David and blah blah blah. And so, I I that's honestly like the main reason is that I just don't think David and Janelle would film compelling reality television together. Did I say that? Reality television, that was, like, a real Jenna Maroney. <laughs> Camera, that was definitely very that. Um, but, I like, I just don't think that they would film good TV together. Uh, but do I think, like, Janelle trying to pick up the pieces of her life and be a mess post-divorce would be good reality TV? Maybe. I would be open to that idea. <laughs> I would definitely be open to that idea. Um, but do I think that, like, David and Janelle together should be back on team Mom? No, and I don't think that we get Janelle without David. And I also don't think it makes sense to bring Janelle in if she's still with David and just film her not with David. Like, they were trying to do the last season that she was on. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't, like, I just don't think that would make a good show. Um, so I, I feel really indifferent about Janelle coming back on. I know... I In theory, I like the idea of a single Janelle coming back on Teen Mom, but I don't think that will ever be a reality. So I think I'm a no on Janelle coming back. And that's really, like, all that happened. The party looked fine. Looked like there was, like, 20 people there at one point. It was probably fun. They got really drunk. And that's kind of it for this week. I told you it was a really, really boring episode because it's only... 48 minutes into this podcast, so I'm going to answer some questions. Of course, the first one is, would you want to see more Janelle back? <laughs> which is funny because, like, I mean, the, you know, I don't know. No, I think the answer is no. Um, Somebody asked me my thoughts on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which honestly, I'm not really following it. Like, beyond, I'm watching, or I'm listening to my podcasts, you know, that talk about it. Um, But I find... This whole cast to be pretty terrible. I mean, like I-, I like Garcelle and Sutton is like weird, and Crystal's fine, but I just okay. I think Erica's really bad. Obviously, I've never liked Erica Jane. I've been proven right about Erica Jane. Um, I don't, I don't hate Kyle the way that people hate Kyle. I think that people are truly acting like kyle ha is sacrificing babies on live television like (laughs) i feel like it's an overreaction to like who kyle just has always been and i also am like people need to slow their role standing kathy hilton because that woman raised paris hilton who's a monster paris is a racist homophobic anti-semitic monster so maybe chill on standing kathy hilton But honestly, I find the outside of the show drama for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to just be exhausting. Honestly, you know, I've often called myself the Goldilocks of drama that there can't be too much or too little. (laughs) And Beverly Hills online drama with the bots and Garcelle's son being shamelessly and terribly bullied and called racist stuff. Oh, my God, that was so fucking bad so bad. I just, it's just too much. It's too much. I can't, I can't deal with it. So that's my thoughts on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't have a lot of deep thoughts on it. Okay. This is interesting. Why do you think Jalen gets so much hate and Cole didn't when they're really quite similar? I mean, I think obviously there's a racial aspect, right? Like pretending like that doesn't exist would be nuts. I think that that's a big part of it. Uh, but I also think that they're not that similar how they were when we first met them. When we first met Cole, first of all, Instagram was not quite what it is today, right? Because Cole came into the picture in, what, 2015-ish? um, So it just, like, influencing wasn't it what it quite is today. And Cole didn't really have a presence on social media. He was, like, super... I think on the show, he was very similar. I think on the show, Jalen and Cole were very similar. But I think that Jalen's outside antics are what really are, turns people off. I think that, I mean, have you looked at his Instagram? <laughs> he, like, photoshops himself on the cover of Vogue. I swear to God. He just this week, like, run found somehow got access to, like, a sports car and did a whole photo shoot. Um, he's photoshopped himself, like, getting off private jets. Like, it's really a lot, a lot in a way that Cole never was online. I, maybe he is a little more now. I don't follow Cole on social media, but I know he does, like, influencing now and ads and shit. So I do think, like, race is a huge factor, especially when it comes to criticizing them for moving too fast. Because I don't really remember anybody, or for the most part, people criticizing Cole and Chelsea for moving too fast. Uh, I also think that people don't see Leah as a damsel in distress the same way that they see Chelsea, because Leah, for all her faults, for all her faults, and you guys know, Leah, I think Leah has a lot of faults. Leah never got on TV and was hysterically crying about how she would never find love. Leah was never on camera in an abusive relationship like chelsea was with adam right like she was in unhealthy relationships but truly not comparable at all to what chelsea was going through um i think also cole came into chelsea's life when teen mom was still like truly at its peak and people were like obsessed with the evolution of chelsea uh chelsea had lost weight chelsea had finally gotten a little independence from her dad and here comes her knight in shining armor i think people were like obsessed with the idea of chelsea getting a happy ending and obsessed with the idea of cole rescuing chelsea and i think that leah just has never like she just has never been that way on camera like we we just don't see leah as someone that needs to be rescued i don't think Um, so I think that people aren't as eager. Also, like, Cole was the first guy that Chelsea was with on camera besides Adam, which I think also makes a big difference, right? Like, this is Leah's, like, fourth serious relationship that we've seen on camera uh, since we've met Leah. So we've seen her quickly marry Jeremy. We saw her quickly move in with Jason. So I think people are a little more burnt on her. But yeah, I think it's a combo of people not rooting for Leah as much as they rooted for Chelsea. I think it's Jalen being weird on Instagram, and I think it's Jalen being black. Like, I think that they go, I think if he was weird and white, people would be like, he's just so weird. But because he's black, people assume that it's nefarious instead of just being like, he's weird. Somebody asked me what I think Jalen and Leah will name their babies. That's a good question, because Leah was super fucking young when she named all those babies. So I think it will be trendy-ish, not quite as, like, trendy with the, like, last name is first name, like, Chelsea with, like, Walker, but do I, I think it will be, that's a good question. I'm actually really not sure, because I I don't know at all, like, what Jalen's naming style would be, and I just, I can't imagine Leah's has changed that much, but it has to have changed a little. She's, like, 13 years older than she was when she named the twins. That will be really interesting, actually. That's something that I really want. I am not, like, that girl that, do you follow that girl on TikTok who? is, like, a baby name predictor, and she also does, like, baby name consults, which I'm LOL at paying someone for a baby name consult, but I get that's probably feels really overwhelming to some people to pick a name, but she does, like, influencer predictions on their names, and I I am always so impressed with her guesses, but my brain doesn't work like that, and I think that it will be something trendy and popular Um, And not very unique would be my guess, even though her kids' names so far have been pretty unique. (laughs) Um, But I think that with this one, it will be maybe named after somebody in Jalen's family. I don't know. We'll see. That's a real wild card that I really want to see. I really want to see Leah pregnant again. (laughs) That will be fun, I think. Okay, somebody asked me for a LeBrant update so, slash thoughts. If you don't know about the LeBrant family, I have an episode on them on Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains, which I just realized I don't think I plugged at all in this episode. I'm, <laughs> You know how some podcasts get Patreons and literally it's like all they talk about their entire free episode? I feel like I often forget to plug the Patreon on here. <laughs> But I talk a lot about, like, influencers and YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that. And the LeBrants are not an OG family channel, but they've been vlogging family style for a long time at this point. I think maybe six years. And basically, it's a mom named Savannah, a dad that named Cole, and they have a, three kids at this point or four kids. Uh, the first and oldest daughter... Everly is, yeah, Everly, but spelled L-E-I-G-H. Everly is from a previous relationship. Cole and Savannah are very, very religious. They were going viral at first because Cole and Everly would make these videos of them like lip syncing along to Frozen. And they're really fucking popular. They make millions and millions of dollars and a big draw is Everly, or at least she was. Um I think she's like getting a little older now so I'm not sure, but I did see somebody say that they have her do like day in my life of a homeschool kid, go to dance class with me. Just insane shit. She has a full-time job, right? <laughs> she's an absolute full-time job being an Instagram influencer. She's like 8. But her father had a struggle with addiction. And it was always kind of speculated that Savannah was trying to push him out, even though Everly had a continuous relationship with him. Um, Lots of talk of like Cole trying (laughs) another Cole doing this Cole trying to be her dad. And last week, her biological father died from a seizure that they think was induced by drugs, even though he had been sober for a period of time, which is super, super sad. Um, I feel awful For Everly, I'm extremely worried about how the family is going to handle this. Are they going to let her process this? She's still quite young. Uh, Are they going to have Cole adopt her extremely quickly? Because I think that's going to be the case, which is like, oh, God, please don't do that. (laughs) I'm definitely the most worried about them forcing an adoption through very quickly. And I'm worried about, like, how Everly is going to be a kid on the internet when everybody knows, like, her fucked up family situation. It's just really sad. It's really sad. I feel really super awful for her. Savannah did make a post on Instagram, basically, with a picture of Everly and her dad being like, please respect our privacy. We're so devastated. Um, I think they'll, I don't know if they're still posting, but I think they'll come back to YouTube with. Savannah doing a sit down video by herself and just asking for privacy at this time, blah blah blah. And then I think they'll keep Everly off YouTube for maybe a month, and then I think it's back to work because she is a full time working person, little Everly. Uh, I God, I just feel awful. I feel so sad for her. I oh, I can't imagine what it's like now and what it will be like in ten plus years. When she gets an adult brain to have perspective to look back on this. I I worry so much for kids of the internet in general, you know, who are just exploited for content from their parents. And add into that, like, true tragedy in their lives beyond just regular exploitation is, it's just fucking sad. I feel so sad for her. Uh, we'll see. How, I think the Librarians will sail past it honestly, because it doesn't actually affect their channel. And I think most of their viewers are kids, so they don't really have to like super, super address it. But poor little Everly, prayers up for Everly. By the way, have you guys seen the rumors that the eight passengers' parents have um, gotten a divorce? (laughs) I really hope that's true. I really hope that's true. Not that much drama is happening on the Internet that I'm following at this exact moment. Uh, I've talked about this on Patreon. I really miss YouTube and YouTube drama. Unfortunately, it just doesn't. It doesn't hit the way that it used to. YouTube has died a very quick death, in my opinion, just because it's all moved to TikTok and it's like impossible to follow drama on TikTok. Um, But, you know, occasionally, occasionally you get it. But I miss YouTube. And I miss, oh, of course, Trisha Paytas had her baby and named it Malibu Barbie. And I got people being like, what do you think about that? And I'm like, honestly, out of all the things Trish could have named her baby Malibu Barbie, Paytas Hockman is probably the absolute best case scenario. <laughs> also, she's been saying for years that she was going to name her baby Malibu Barbie. So I'm mostly just shocked she actually did it like that she actually did what people predicted she was gonna do. Uh am I worried for little Malibu Barbie? Deeply. I'm deeply worried. I I do not think Trish has the capacity to be a healthy mother. I am really worried for what will happen when uh Moses, her husband, is giving attention to the baby and not to Trish because I think Their relationship relies on her getting 100% of his attention all the time. And I, the idea of like a baby in that mix is like really fucking scary to me. Like really scary to me. So, you know, prayers up for Malibu Barbie. (laughs) You're truly in my thoughts. You're in my prayers. I hope I'm wrong for your sake. Okay, this is interesting. Do you think Chelsea and Cole have a prenup? No. No. But I can understand why somebody would think that because I think Randy would maybe suggest one, right? But I don't think they do. I'd be surprised if they did. I would be. Surprised. I wouldn't be shocked because I would imagine Randy floated the idea, but I don't think that they have one. I don't I mean, Chelsea had money when they got together, but Chelsea's made like the majority of her big money uh, since they've gotten married through, like, brand deals and stuff. So I don't know how much a prenup would help anyway, Um, you know, because this is all marital assets stuff. But I definitely, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be surprised if that makes sense. <laughs> what do you think will happen to Rachel Rachel Beaver now that she quit? I don't think she'll quit. I think she'll be back. Um, And if she's not, I think it will just be her trying to be an influencer and then kind of, Failing at that because I'm not sure she'll be able to keep up with that and then just living a life like her mom's. By the way, I meant to say this in the Leah segment. It is really looking at Leah in that new house that they bought. It's like, wow. Thinking about Leah's life in season one, living in that fucking terrible trailer and looking at the McMansion she's living in now, it's pretty impressive and I know people be like, she just got lucky winning the MTV lottery. Whatever. She still broke her kids out of generational poverty, did she not? Does it really matter how she got there? I personally don't really think it does. Her kids have college paid for, hopefully. Her kids live a such a different life than she lived. And I think that's pretty cool. And I'm like, I felt genuine happiness for her when I was reflecting on that when watching. Okay, it is time for me to take my car to get new tires. Everyone pray that I don't have to spend $10,000 on my car today. (laughs) I have the money to get new tires and to fix whatever needs to be fixed, but I'm like, oh God, is there anything worse? Is there anything worse? I don't have a car payment. I own my car outright. So when I do have to like pay for repairs and stuff, it doesn't hurt as much, but it's tough anyway I hope everybody's lovely week patreon.com slash Liz explains I did an episode on Jersey Shore Italy last week oh and I also did a sister wives recap so I did two episodes last week I probably am gonna I'm definitely gonna do more sister wives recaps I might throw another one up Sunday night we'll see I'm not really sure Uh, I put that first one up Sunday night, like as the episode was airing, because did you know Discovery Plus puts out all their episodes in the morning? It's really lovely if you do podcasts. (laughs) But the new episode looks good. Janelle's finally going to say that Cody favors Robin. I mean, she won't say it from her perspective, but she's admitting that her children think that. Oh, my God, I just want people to start screaming the truth in that family. But so, yeah, I did a Jersey Shore Italy, which is so fucking dark, darkest season by far, with a um, Sister Rise recap. And then this coming week, I'm pretty sure it will be a... Um, what's the episode? Oh, I want to do the dinner party from hell in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, speaking of such, because I realize I'm having fun visiting these like individual moments in Housewives history. So yeah, patreon.com slash Liz explains. Like I said, I'll be off next week. So Shana Tova to all my Jewish listeners and to everyone else. I'll catch you in two weeks. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.